first, please could you introduce yourself and tell us a little about your background and current role? Sure. Uh, my name is Megan Zielsdorf. I am a postdoctoral fellow in a health disparities training program and also a research associate in an Alzheimer's disease research center at the University of Wisconsin-Madison uh, in the U.S. Right. And my, I actually am um, I'm in Alzheimer's and, and cognition research now, but I'm actually trained as an epidemiologist, and I mainly look at social determinants of cognitive yeah. health. And could you tell us about the work that you're presenting here at AIC? Sure. So I presented work on uh, looking at lifetime stressful experiences and uh, racial disparities in cognitive health. And uh, what I found was that um, I've always had a lot of interest in stress and health. And uh, looking at the, the racial disparities in cognitive health, both in diagnosed Alzheimer's disease as well as sort of cross-sectional cognitive functioning uh, in older age, they're pretty well established and they happen for quite a while. And I decided to look at uh, stress, which we know is disproportionately experienced by by, at least in the U.S., socially disadvantaged uh, populations, and in the U.S. that includes members of racial and ethnic minority groups, I decided to look at the contribution of stress to some of the racial disparities that we see in the Wisconsin Registry for Alzheimer's Prevention sample, which is one of the big cohorts that we work with at the University of Wisconsin. Um, what I found is that African Americans uh, in our sample reported significantly more stress than our non-Hispanic white participants, and actually there was a stress-race interaction um, such that African Americans actually looked to be experiencing greater cognitive detriment associated with each of the stressful events. So we didn't look at uh, biomarkers of AD yet, and we weren't able to look in this sample. These are relatively young, older adults. Uh, our average age at the time we filled out the questionnaire was 58. Okay. So we're not looking at incident dementia, but we're looking at um, you know cognitive levels of health in early old age, which are in and of themselves a potential risk factor for later life dementia. And so what will your next steps be following these findings? So certainly we want to follow um, these external so, uh, social events down into the body and look at uh, biological stress processes and markers of biological aging, including biomarkers of, of aging and Alzheimer's disease in the brain. And we do have uh, the neuroimaging data to do that. So that's certainly a big next step. After that, the big thing will be to look at uh, mitigating factors. So what are um, individual traits or um, characteristics or social resources that actually buffer the negative effects that we see on cognition and possibly in the brain as well. So how do you think um, these findings could impact future research and patients and, for example, screening and treatment strategies? Sure. So I think that... Um, Understanding the role of, of social determinants of health disparities will really help us identify at-risk populations and then ideally, obviously, identify uh, potential interventions that um, the healthcare providers that are relevant for vulnerable communities in the U.S., this would be primary care providers. Um, potentially, neurologists will be able to make recommendations based on what we're seeing. So, in terms. 
terms of social engagement or in terms of you know finding a therapist to, to deal with anxiety or depressive symptomatology those kinds of things I think could be really important yeah. uh, you know certainly beyond that I think that it, it in the US would, would take policy changes to really make a big difference but I'm hoping that this research contributes to evidence-based policy changes that might actually uh, do something to make yeah, it. it could be the start of quite a long-term sort of change in our policy and strategies. Right. Yeah. So I, I just hope that we begin to think more about uh, the contribution of the larger social environment. I did find that among our African participants, um, the social environmental factors, including stressful life experiences, but also uh, quality of education and mm. such, those were actually, in terms of looking at midlife cognitive health, those were stronger, more important predictors mm. than traditionally measured risk factors like genetic risk or even okay. chronological age. So I just hope that this research helps emphasize the importance of the social environment. Yeah. It'll certainly be interesting to see sort of the reaction and the next steps of this. It will. I mean, certainly this was, I dealt with a very small sample, so yeah. we'll need to replicate these findings and ideally see them replicated in larger cohorts, mm -hmm. you know, and, and different where selection to the study was different. Um, but after replication, I think that, uh, you know, I think we can go far with, with sort of moving things ahead. Brilliant. And so looking now at the conference, what has been your highlight of AAIC or what are you most looking forward to seeing? I really enjoyed um, seeing all of the there's been some fantastic epidemiology sessions where we've really talked about novel risk factors. Um, I saw one on air pollution. Uh, there was an excellent talk uh, looking at determinants of post-hospitalization cognitive trajectories. Um, I, for me, as an epidemiologist, really seeing uh, the idea of of risk and protection expanded beyond, you know, the, the sort of basics that we know has been incredibly exciting. I mean, this is how we come up with interventions, right? And we yeah. account for um, this huge proportion of the Alzheimer's burden that is actually modifiable. Brilliant. And I guess that brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me.